Hey, today we're going to talk about at what time, at what point you stop davening for a chola. Now, obviously, if the person gets better, that's a good time to stop davening. But unfortunately, sometimes it happens in the opposite direction. It becomes very clear that the person is not getting better. The doctor tells you the person has no chance, he's going to die. Very often, they will stop treating the patient. Do you still daven that the person should have a refor shalema, knowing that the doctors aren't even trying to give him a refor shalema, nor do they have any hope of the person having a refor shalema? Is there some sort of prohibition to, uh, to or, or, or a mitzvah to daven for such a chalas? So, uh, when I was in Los Angeles last week, I uh, ran into uh, Rabbi Jason Weiner, who is the chaplain in Cedar sinai Hospital, and he sent me this week his book that he just came out with, which I don't have the name of right now, but it was a really nice book on a number of issues relating to medical ethics, and he has a chapter on davening for, uh, for a chola who's in this situation. And what he puts forward is three basic shitos that we find of Gedolei Achronim on this issue. But before we get to the Achronim, there is a Mishnah in Mesechus Brachos. The Mishnah in Mesechus Brachos tells us in the ninth parak of, uh, of, of Brachos that, a, uh, that, that if a person is, uh, his wife is pregnant and um, he wants to have a boy, he's not allowed to daven that the baby should be a boy because it's already been decided and you're not allowed to daven that something like that should change. That would be a miracle. One is not permitted to daven for a miracle. That is the Mishnah. Similarly, the Mishnah says, you're traveling outside of town and you see that, you, that there is a fire in, in one of the houses in the town. You're not allowed to daven, let it not be my house. It either is or it isn't. It would take a miracle for it to stop being your house and become somebody else's house. One is not allowed to daven for a miracle. So on a very basic level, one would imagine that anything that's miraculous, any kind of refuah that's miraculous, one would not be allowed to daven for. And in fact, Roshomah Zalman Orbach is quoted in Nishmas Abraham in Yerodeah, Simon Shin Lamed Hei Os Dalid, that, as, as saying that, uh, that, that based on the Rebbe Kivager on uh, the Shulchan Aruch, where it quotes, where the Shulchan Aruch quotes that halacha in Simon Reish Lamid about davening for the gender change of the uh, of the fetus, Rebbe Kivager says it's not just tefillah it's aser, it's aser to daven for a nes. Or Shlomo Zalman says that one should people should stop getting a public tehillim, uh, you know, gatherings together to daven for someone that they say that there's uh, that there's no hope for anymore, and not. Only that he says that if they continue to have public tehillim gatherings when there's no hope, it's going to weaken people people's amuna in in tefillah because people are going to think, look, Hashem never listens to our tefillah. Here we're davening, we're davening, and the person dies. Of course, the person died. The person had no had no hope anymore. So uh, Rav Shlomo Zalman thought that at that point it's usher to, to daven that the person should should get better. You're still allowed to daven. It's always good to daven, but you should daven that the person uh, shouldn't suffer as much. You should daven that the person uh, should, uh, should that the family should uh, should be okay. You daven for other worthwhile things to daven, but uh, to daven for, but you don't daven 
for the patient to get better. Um, similarly, in the Sefer Rishume Aaron, they quote, uh, Rafelder quotes that of Moshe Paskin that you shouldn't change the name of a chola when it's gotten to the point where everyone has lost hope already, where the doctors have lost hope. For the same reason, people are just going to mock Chazal. Chazal say that you're supposed to be Mishana, the shame of a chola, and that will be Mishana, his mazel or whatever. Yeah, that's when there's still a chance. But when there's no chance anymore, Rav Moshe thought that that would be counterproductive. However, if Shlomo Zalman does point out that while it's true that one is not supposed to daven that the chola get better, one is still allowed to hope that he gets better. Meaning, one must believe that God is capable of miracles. We just think that it's a chutzpah to ask for them. So of course HaKadosh Baruch Hu is capable of doing the miracles, and you could always hope in the back of your mind that Hashem will perform a miracle. It's just prohibited to go and ask for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to perform such a miracle. So that is one mahalech in how to deal with davening for a chola from they've lost hope. Uh, that seems to be the mahalech as well of Mori Varabi Rav Shachter. I've heard him say on multiple occasions that once there's no hope and once uh, there's, no more, uh, there's no more treatment, it is usher to daven that the patient will get better. I recall him quoting a story that happened in the Panovich Yeshiva. I forget which Panovich Rosh Yeshiva it was. It was Shmuel maybe, that... Uh, that, that they, they, they announced after Mincha one day, we're going to be davening for a certain Kolal member who uh, Rahman al-Tzlan was suffering from cancer. And the Rashiva said, no, 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 he's, uh, he's in really bad shape. And someone else said, no, I, I know someone who had the same exact condition and was at this stage and he managed to have a refuah. So hope is not lost yet. And only then would he allow a public Tehillim gathering for the sake of a refuah shleima for that Chola, because uh, if, 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 if it were at the point where hope was lost, it would be prohibited. In contrast to that is the Shita of the Stipler Gon. The Stipler is quoted in Sefer Toldos Yaakov, Kuf Yod Ches, where he offers five potential reasons why it's still a great idea to daven. Now, one has to be cautious over here. Some of these reasons everyone would agree with. Some of them are unique chidushin. For example, the stipler says, first, even if the patient doesn't get cured, it's possible that you could diminish his suffering. So I think that part of Shlomo Zalman would agree with. You can daven that his suffering will be diminished. Just don't daven that he should be cured. Second, the stipler says, you might be able to extend his life even by a few minutes, a few hours, a few days. Yes, he's going to die, but when is he going to die? I believe Roshama Zalman would agree with that as well. If that's the goal, to extend his life, he's not in pain, and every moment that you have with him is valuable, so great, so, so extend his life. There is an interesting discussion in Poskim, are you allowed to daven that a person's life should end uh, prematurely, should end sooner rather than later. There's a Gemara at the end of Ksubis that talks about the Amsa Debe Rebbe, that Rebbe was suffering something terrible, and all the Rabbanon were davening for him that he should, that he should uh, live, and she went up and davened that he should die. She distracted the Rabbanim and davened for a moment that the Rebbe should die, and he died. And uh, the, many of the posts can bring a raya from the Amsa Debe Rebbe that you're allowed to daven that a person should die in order to end their suffering. Tzitz Eliezer has a tshuva where he says, no, the raya is the opposite. Why were all the Rabbanim davening otherwise? It must be that we pass. Why would you pass like the Amsa Debe Rebbe against all the rabbis? It must be that the rabbis held that uh, you're not allowed to daven that a person should die. But wh- why would you daven that they die? Just daven that he gets better. 
Why daven that he dies? Why not daven that he gets better? It must be that it was a. It would have been miraculous for him to get better, and that that was not an option. Couldn't daven for a miracle that uh, that he would get better. Um, a third reason the stipler says is based on the fact that Chazal tell us that that even when a person has a cherif chadas, a sharp sword against them, they shouldn't withhold from rachmim. They should still daven. It's a gemara and brachos on daf yud. No matter what the situation. A person should still daven. And Minchas Chinuch points out that yeah, munachas al ksefer shaladam. But if it's munach bitzavaro, if it's already in the neck and you're just like breathing the last breaths, but the sword is already in the neck, then then you don't daven anymore. So he says this is not a raya that you should daven. But the stipler says no, it means that even if it seems that there's no hope, you still daven even when there's no hope. Just parenthetically, I was menachem uh, avol somebody over the summer. A grandson of Rav Pam Zechron Levracha uh, was sitting shiva. Davin's Meshul was sitting shiva for his sister, his sister, a granddaughter of uh, Rav Pam, who was, uh, according to everyone who was sitting shiva there, they said that uh, as far as Tzidkus was concerned, she was the closest to the grandfather in the whole family uh, in terms of her level, her madrega. She was uh, an unusual tzaddikas, and she died in her thirties from a terrible illness. And uh, one of the, they, they told me that they were bringing her to the hospital and it could have been the end already. It was very, very close to the end and she was suffering something terrible. And in the ambulance on the way to the hospital, she was making phone calls to try to arrange for a chesed that she was doing for somebody. So they said, you know, Ad Khan, <laughs> even now? And she said, I just thought of a new pshat in that Maimar Chazal. That even Cherev Chadum Menachas Al Ksefer Shaladam Al Yimna Atzmo Menarachimim. So everyone understands it means that you should still daven. She says maybe it's talking about the person who's suffering. Al Yimna Atzmo Menarachimim. You should still have Rachimim on other people. Don't be so caught up in your own situation that you forget to have Rachimim on other people. Quite a musr from a person in that uh, in that situation. But the stipler goes on and he says that a, a fourth possible. Uh, uh, reason and, and and he says by, by the way the cherub chada he says even if it's doctors tell you it's impossible there are plenty of stories of miraculously cured people and they have no explanation for it so maybe this this miracle will happen as well that seems to be against Rishon Zalman meaning that's where the stipler starts veering from Rishon Zalman and who knows it's still worth davening for a miracle a miracle still might happen. Fourth reason the stifler gives, even if it doesn't change anything in the condition of this patient, it could still be a zuchus for the patient, meaning a daven, and that, that, that will accrue zuchuyos. And even if the person is headed to the Olam Ames, it will be nice to head to the Olam Ames with all these zuchuyos behind them. And finally, says the stipler, even if it doesn't, these tfilos will not result in a, in a refua for this patient, they may result in a refua for another patient. I recall the story when, uh, I think it became a pr- fairly well-known story, Rabbi Krohn went around saying it of uh, a certain family from the, from the five towns where Rahman son had lost a child a number of years ago, and then they had another daughter who was in... Uh, who was in a coma and looked very, very terrible. It looked like she was never going to come out of it. And if she would, it would be such horrendous brain damage she wouldn't recognize anybody. And uh, she miraculously came out of came out of the coma. Uh, whatever the you know, I'm sure she still has her challenges. She miraculously came out of the the coma. And her mother said that all of those tefillos that we thought w- went unanswered for our for our our other child, the child that we lost, 
all those tefillas that we felt were unanswered, maybe they, they were answered. They were just answered for this child. You never know where that tzuchus of the tefillah is going to be applied. Now again, that part I would imagine Roshulam Zalman would agree. To daven Dakarish Baruch it's always a great idea to daven Dakarish Baruch It's always that. The question is, can you daven for a refuah? Can you daven for this person to have a refuah? That, that's where Roshulam Zalman and the stipler seem to disagree. In fact, the stipler even goes further and he says, this is the ideal time to daven. This is the ideal time to daven when the doctors give up hope. Why? Because tefillah is a chiyav mitarabanan, typically. When is tefillah da'oraisa? Machlux Rishonim, actually, whether there's a mitzvah of tefillah da'oraisa b'chol yom. But when is l'chol adeus tefillah da'oraisa? Be'es tzara tefillah da'oraisa. Ein es tzara, g'dol The greatest definition of an es tzara is a person who's told that they have no hope by all of the physicians. So that's an es tzara, so that's why you daven at that point in time. Uh, what about the fact that it's a Mishnah, that you're not allowed to daven for a miracle? So the stipler says there's a difference between miracles and miracles, meaning uh, uh, Rafu is not a miracle. A miracle would be that a boy turns into a girl in utero. That's a miracle. If someone was decapitated to daven that their head would grow back or something like that, you know, that, that might be a miracle. But we, can't, we don't understand the human body. We don't really understand everything that there is to understand about the human body. So that, uh, that would not be a violation of diving from a miracle. In fact, the stipler quotes his brother-in-law, he quotes Chazanish on that exact point, that there was a certain Rav who was told by doctors that he's only going to live for a short time. Chazanish said, I know the guy lived 30 more years. Because uh, the, the doctors don't know everything. Meaning, what you're davening for is not for a miracle. You're davening that the doctors are wrong. That's not miraculous for a doctor to be wrong. Doctors have been wrong many times before. So that's what you're davening for. And therefore, the doctor thinks that it's still worthwhile to daven. You're just davening that the doctors are wrong. You could also look or daven that the, they should discover a cure. Meaning, uh, they have a disease that we have no idea how to cure. And maybe the doctors are 100% right that this patient has this disease and that we have no idea how to cure it. But the cures are there somewhere in nature. We discover new cures to diseases all the time. So maybe you could daven that they discover a cure in time. And that's not davening for a miracle. That's davening for something perfectly natural. Um, now, Rabbi Weiner, in his, uh, in his book, quotes as a third mahalech, the Shita of Rav Salavechik. I'm not certain that it's actually a third Mahalech, but uh, what he suggests is that Rav Salavechik thinks that it's always Kedai the Davin, even when there's no chance of recovery or there's no chance that uh, the Tfilos will be answered in the way that we want, because Tfila is fundamental to our Amuna. Tefillah is a fundamental way in which we express our amuna. The reason I don't believe this is a third shita, I'm not sure that this is a third shita, is that I think everyone would agree. I think everyone agrees davening is always great. The question over here is not whether davening is a good idea. Of course you should keep on davening. And you know what? If people are motivated to daven because they know someone who's sick, good, capitalize on that. And daven, the question is, what should the kavanos of the tefillah be? You know, the Gemara says that if someone is sick, they should go to a chacham. Why go to a chacham? So the Gemara says, because he'll teach you how to, uh, how to daven, right? You go to a chacham to be, sometimes you need to know what to daven for. You need the chacham to tell you, to guide you in how to daven. So the chacham should get up and should tell everyone, yes, of course we feel 
compassionate now, we need to daven, we need to connect to HaKadosh Baruch because that's ultimately what tefillah is about, is about that relationship with the Rebona Shalom, we've often quoted in the past, Rav Moshe's tshuva, about how he believes that a guy is obligated in davening, that a, a, a guy is, is, is chayiv to daven. I, it's not one of the Shev Mitzvahs today, no. He says, of course it is. A guy has to believe in Hashem. And there's no such thing as Amunah Hashem without Tefillah. So Tefillah, of course, is fundamental to Amunah Hashem. And when one is feeling emotional, when one is feeling vulnerable, when one is feeling anything, you want to use that as part of your connection to God and to deepen one's connection to God. That's not the issue over here. Of course, of course, everyone agrees you do that. The issue is, can you daven that this person can get better? So it seems that there are two schools of thought. There's the Steitler, Chaznish school of thought, that one can always daven that a patient should get better, even when the doctors have given up hope. And then there's the Rav Shalma Zalman, Rav Shechter, uh, which, uh, which seems like, uh, uh, and, and many other school of thought, that, uh, that we don't always daven that the patient should get better, but of course we always daven, just not daven that the patient should get better, that's at some point you daven, uh, you know, uh, you daven that things should, should uh, that, that people should be as comfortable as possible, or you daven gam ki'elich b'geitz al-maves madi, you daven that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give me the strength and the fortitude to be able to get through whatever difficult situations life may send my way. But uh, in the zechus of learning about these things, they should never be the mice. We should always be zocha to have refuos and yeshuas.